so urgent. We're watching Howling 7. I'm super excited about that because I remember Howling 2. We're getting Christopher Lee, right? Uh, no. Uh, Red Brown. Red Brown's in it. Um, uh, no. Do we, we've got Castles in Transylvania then, where they take all the werewolves? Um, uh, no. We've got a good werewolf coven, like a whole bunch of them all doing like weird satanic stuff? Uh, there might be one? Is there at least line dancing? Oh, well, well, line dancing. Why didn't you say so first? Now we're talking. Welcome to Howling 7. <laughs> Dogs, they're coming. They're coming your way. They'll be here soon. I regret to inform you, there is no trailer for The Howling 7. Thank you. Uh, so this is Rough Cuts, a podcast about good boys and bad movies, and we've got our special guest, Evil Urchin, here with Howling 7. This is my fault. Mm-hmm. This is your fault? <laughs> yes. Also, our wonderful friend and co-host, obviously, Voix. Yep. Okay, so there, there's not a castle in Transylvania, but you, you wanted to make a point that there is a castle in this movie. Yes, it's but in Budapest. I, I disagree. There's not a castle in this movie. There's a castle in old movies, which they've repurposed the footage of for this movie. Hey, it's close enough. They don't even repurpose the footage. They specifically say, hey, this happened in a different movie. Let's show you that. That's not repurposing. That's reusing and then also saying it's a different film. I say sure. it's, it's being economical. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. You need to pad the movie out. It's fair, yeah. So I didn't realize <laughs> that you actually, I feel like to get this movie, you need to have watched like Howling 4, 5, and 6, I think. Uh, I don't think it would help that much. <laughs> no, like, they try to tie it in real hard. Like, they try and make it seem like this is a full continuation, and they really reference a lot of things that happened in those movies in a way that makes you feel like you're supposed to have known about it. Which is asking a lot, because, oh boy. What kind, what kind of an idiot would watch the seventh movie in a series without watching the previous ones? Uh, me... Oh yeah, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Howling Seven was the first Howling film I saw. I don't. I don't know how to do this podcast on this one without it being like fifteen minutes long because that's all there is to talk about. The movie is a series of things that happen. I disagree. There's a lot of things to talk about in this film. Because sure the plot is all the last ten minutes, but there's there's a lot of character on the way. Well I mean there's characters I guess. guess. There's gonna be a lot of our voices going up in pitch like this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's, there is a scene early on of all of the men in sombreros sweeping the bar down and then doing a little Mexican dance. Thing, they they I also guess. stomped on an invisible cockroach. Read for my brother's Casio keyboard. 
This is one of the presets on it, I think. <laughs> I think so, honestly. <laughs> and we're just getting a lot of them in sombreros sweeping, huh? But why? For like. Uh, what? What are they standing on? Stomping something invisible. Oh. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're like yeah. stomping on bugs, and they decide to just turn it into a weird dance with all wearing sombreros. And there's a weird bit where they're like taking shots at a bar, but like adding one person for each shot. Well, yeah, I thought that was amazing because you talked about how much line dancing there was in a, this, and you warned us, and there is a lot of line dancing, but you didn't tell us about the line drinking. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got lost in everything else. Happens. I didn't know it was possible, but they did. This movie is. YouTube thumbnails in film form. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it, yeah. it, it it's the highlight reel of every Howling movie between like two and seven. I think it just uh no after three it's like four through yeah, it, six. But but there's okay. like there's like an Australian guy looking surprised, and then it has titled "Communist Satanist Set Up You Know Visitor Attraction." Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. The communists? I knew it. Fuck, what a second, I gotta get my map and some straight. The communists thought that Satan would be a cool tourist attraction because they love God, and that's communism. Communism loves Satan. They too were destined to No, communism was just a red. The official story was that they had died and lost during a free Look here, communism was a red werewolf. There we go. They, they, they talk about the plot of all the other Howling movies, and then they show flashback, yeah. flashbacks of all the other Howling movies. And it's between, uh, you called him Columbo Carradine, or... Yes, David Columbadine. Colum yeah, David <laughs> Columbadine, thank you. Uh, yeah. And the Christopher Lee knockoff, who, oh my god, he's not Christopher Lee, but I mean, no. he's trying at least, I guess. The but again, at least he had previous acting experience, unlike everyone else in the film. True. But the they are sitting there just doing lines back and forth at each other where the inspector keeps on going like, oh, oh werewolves? Wow, you think that there's this werewolves in this town, huh? They're not in the town. They're not anywhere. They're just in a room. And it, like, starts on them as he's telling mm -hmm. them about mm -hmm. how there's werewolves. And then he keeps going through all of the various, like, Howling movies. And it's totally disconnected from anything else that's <laughs> happening in the film until like you said the last 10 minutes when all of a sudden it's like oh no they were in that same town the whole time i guess they just didn't do anything with anyone I, for I'm not, some reason i'm legitimately not sure if they were in the same town for the most of the film or if they just went there at the end but you're also missing the important detail of those which is every couple of minutes whenever the story starts getting interesting david Columbine goes whoa hold on we gotta slow the movie down a little bit Is that Gary Busey on the record? The wrong one. Okay. What a bit to absorb, John. Mind if we just kind of take a break and get a little break? <laughs> Mind if we go to a different movie? God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they just exit every 
Yeah, I love they just exit every scene by him just being like, God, alright, sure, fuck it, yeah, well, I'm just gonna take a break, this sucks. Yeah, every time that they exit a scene with those two, it's because David Columbadine goes, Man, this is a lot to take in. You want to go down for a drink? <laughs> or, or like, boy, I'm getting tired. I'm just going to go to bed for now. Let's take this up in the morning. And then it yeah. just cuts away. And you're like, okay, I guess. <laughs> sure. You, you, can't, you can't threaten us with a good time and then immediately cut away. That's so rude. Oh, they can. Yeah, and they will. And they'll do it consistently. God damn it. And throw in a running <laughs> joke about everyone not knowing what Sherlock Holmes is. Who's Watson? Yeah, what's up with that? Or who George Jones is. There's, there's a lot of running jokes in this movie. <laughs> George Jones? <laughs> well, okay. Oh, you're on. being very generous as to what a joke is. <laughs> what's a joke? We need to we need to define this, because there's no jokes Look, in this movie. <laughs> I'm just calling it that because clearly Clive Turner thought they were all jokes. It's true. So it should sure. be we should probably explain yeah. who Clive Turner is. Boyks, do you want to take that one? Uh, Clive Turner is the writer and director of this movie, but he's also the writer of Howling 5 and 6, and he's also the main actor. Yeah, you sell him short. He's, he's also the producer. He's the producer, he's actor, the producer. writer, and director. All. Yup. He also sucks at all of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That, I, that's the important part. I will give him some credit, though. At no point does he show up in a blank, uh, a black tank top. Yeah. I, I was surprised that he... I mean, he, he does turn out to be a real badass multiple moments. <laughs> I mean, okay. In, in uh, what this movie thinks is a badass. He's a real badass? They, they, okay. <laughs> Again, for what this movie thinks is a badass and what this movie can do with its budget, it thinks uh -huh. that he's well, he makes himself look real good. He's supposed to be some ladies' man, ultimate badass, cool guy going through the movie. He's kind of the worst Mary Sue ever. Because like he everyone loves him and he's funny and everything, but he still just kind of sucks. He just doesn't do anything. No, yeah. He's still just all of his stuff is garbage. Yeah, he's mm -hmm. really more of a Mary Lou. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm really angry that they didn't have it be Mary Loop Guru. I'm really mad that they didn't do that. Loop Guru. That is way too clever for this film. That's true. That's true. But yeah, you saw Clive Turner's writing chops with the like yes. scene that's like five minutes of dick jokes. Oh yeah, there were five minutes of dick jokes. That's true. <laughs> Hell, I'd be more oh. worried about small cocks. Well, I'm pretty lucky there. I've already had dick theory. <laughs> Speaking of Clive Turner's writing chops, the other thing that he's known for is Lawnmower Man. And Lawnmower Man 2. Although, oh, he didn't he didn't do any writing on those, though. He's that the was producer. producer, yeah, but... yeah. I don't know if that really means anything, but, you know, yeah. He worked with Pierce Brosnan. He was in, Pierce Brosnan was in Lawnmower Man, wasn't he? It... Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, sure was. You ever go to like a video rental store, see Lawnmower Man with that weird perverted 3D face and be like, I'm going to play that video game. Can't yeah. wait to play that lawnmower, man. No. I have. No, you haven't. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess, should we talk about what the movie does, I guess? There, there is a movie. Well, there okay. is. well 
Well, Inglorious <laughs> Inglorious 358P available on Tubi with ads. What? 358 is such a specific <laughs> resolution, by the way. Like that, that's like that's like making your movie in 666P, the, the resolution yes. of the devil. <laughs> Come on. It's William Castle all of a sudden. <laughs> It feels like a it feels like a joke when you showed me that I was like, wait, are you like torrenting this off of some like gar and it's like, no, this is on Tubi. Like this is Yeah. No, that's, that's the just that's the original ads. resolution was 358p. Yeah. And 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 it was recorded with the VHS camera uh pointed at a uh projection screen that was playing the movie. Sometimes. Yes. Other times it was pointed at a virtual boy. That's true. There's a virtual oh, boy, boy camera. Yeah. <laughs> There are there are scenes in this movie that I couldn't stand to look at, yeah. not because of gore, but just because I couldn't stand to look at. They decide when they go into werewolf vision, what they do is they get like a fisheye lens kind of thing on it and distort everything. And then they put the reddest red filter over it possible and blur everything out. It is impossible to see what the fuck is happening in those. And it gave me a headache to try. Like, oh, very legitimately, like, what? looking at that, I was in absolute pain watching them. Like, it really hurt my eyes. Yeah, to, to, to maybe yeah. picture it, someone, uh, one of us said, like, basically, just picture Evil Dead, but with, like, ketchup all over the lens. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, that's it, that's it. For sure. Yeah, Blake said it was, yeah, it, Evil Dead camera by way of film through the Virtual Boy. Because <laughs> like, it's got that. I, the Virtual Boy doesn't even have an output to it. I don't know how they recorded it. It's so technological technology. Yeah, this is way ahead of its time in 1983, right? That's when this was. It looks, 95. It looks 95. It looks 83. <laughs> if, if we're being generous, yes. Jesus. It's, uh... Anyway, well, okay. I said that we should talk about this movie, and we haven't talked no, about it. No, we still didn't talk about it. Well, okay, so this is a murder mystery movie. That's it the is. film. It's, it's Werewolf the Game the movie, kind of. Uh, kind of. Okay, but we didn't, I didn't know it was a murder mystery until we were in the last <laughs> ten minutes of the movie again, So What happens yeah. before that? Yeah, okay. that's, the, that's really the thing, because like the last ten minutes of the movie is the actual story. Everything before that is just a series of scenes that are strung together. It's a series of bits from a hack YouTuber. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's very accurate, yes. Before YouTube, what we had was the VHS camera. And it allowed people to start recording themselves. In the early 90s, VHS was very cheap and cameras became affordable. So any hack fraud could just go to their local, you know, retail store, buy a VHS camera and shoot a movie. And they did. <laughs> and then they could release them. And they did. Really, this film was mainly made as a vehicle for George Jones jokes. What's such a big deal about George Jones? What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Who even cares? Who I don't even know who the fuck George Jones George is. I don't sing like George Jones. I, any, okay. I'm going to get into the movie since <laughs> nobody else wants to approach it. I'll take this goddamn I, I started to approach it and you cut me down. This silver <laughs> okay, bullet. <sighs> Fine, you take it, boys. Go ahead. <laughs> so. You want it so bad. There's like a murder or something and <laughs> Columbo is like there's been a murder that's no shit Watson who the fuck is Watson is that a is that a reference 
And then we go to the bar for dancing and dick jokes and misogyny. I just want to, I want to very quickly point out that when they go there, what it is, is it opens on there being a murder and they're going, well, I think he's dead. And it's a fucking skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's literally a that, skeleton. That, that person died of natural causes. <laughs> mm. Mm. More pie. <laughs> uh, Had his spine ripped out. Natural causes. <laughs> Never heard of anyone pulling their own spinal cord out before. Off the record, I'd have to say no. No. All in all, I'd say this was death by natural causes. Natural causes? You can't live without a spinal cord, son. Nothing unnatural about that. Think I will have some more pie. So, yes, then they just cut to the bar, and it's... Our main character, who isn't, ends up not really being the main character, no. but it's Ted, no. Clive Turner, Ted, Ted Turner, I don't know, that guy, um, the writer, producer, director, star of the show, who is in, oh, Paradise? Is that what it was? No, it's Pioneer Town. Pioneer Town, that's sorry, yeah. Sure. Pioneer Town in California, which... Urchin was saying uh, it's actually basically everybody in the movie are just people that live in Pioneer, yes. including the bar owner is just the bar owner of that bar in Pioneer. Yeah, the actual um, person that owns that. Yep, yep, yep. Who, yes. I, I'm also sad to inform you all that uh, Pappy is dead now. Mm. Sorry. I'm anyway. not actually that sad. Yeah. <laughs> so they yeah. have a... a country saloon in a small town in california that's real outlaw country kind of place and there's a motel next door and that's our entire movie is filmed in those two locations and whichever room uh david columbadine and the priest are in and we just kind of have the everyday life of a small california outlaw country town they sweep the bar they drink in the bar they do a lot of line dancing <laughs> they have a couple of playing spoon solos i had two of those mm -hmm. down yep there's two spoon solos yeah. you're correct with uh there's a little old lady that's sitting in the crowd watching all these country shows they film for this movie that she's just sitting there playing her spoons as she watches the country music do you think they had to find a spoon playing specialist? Like, no, some... I think that they went to the bar and just filmed what a night just is filmed like. In the whatever, bar. yeah. Like, like they didn't I... have to find a special spoon man, is what I'm saying. They just had somebody that played the spoons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No. I. Amazing. This movie is very obviously not set up at all. Like all of the scenes that are in the bar with like the band playing is just that bar with their local band playing. Like it's. There's no lighting even or anything. I mean, the, the line dancing is hard to make out because it's a bar and they didn't put any extra lighting in. You can't see anything in Look, that fucking It was thing. an artistic choice. Mm, mm. No, it was a budgetary concern <laughs> and they didn't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, they also didn't have a microphone other than the one on their camera. So yes. Do you need more than fine. that? No. Well, I mean, no. if you don't have a boom mic, it can't get in the shot. That's true. 
Uh-huh. Plus, you'd have to have, like, another person on staff to hold the boom mic, and ugh. No. Probably get, you could so probably anyways, get Yaro. Yaro could do it. Yaro? <laughs> Yaro. So anyway, Yaro is in town also. There's a, okay, there's a weird group of people that are kind of outsiders. Yeah. Although mostly it's Ted. Ted is Australian, and he kind of blows into town, and he's the easy, free-riding kind of guy who, I guess, takes a job at this bar. We don't ever see any of that happening or him coming into town, but he just... No, no, we saw him coming into town at the beginning. He's on the motorcycle. I guess, but he's just already at the bar. Like, they already know him, it feels like. It feels like it. They're just bad actors. Like, he does introduce himself, and they're like, oh, this is Ted. Okay. Anyway, I guess that he's just... He's got a job at the bar. But there's him, there's Glasses Guy... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Pappy, there's Yaro, Yaro, yeah. who is six foot tall and full of muscles, <laughs> and very, very European, and very so, Scandinavian, yeah. Swedish, Scandinavian, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Norwegian, something, Scandinavian, yeah. Australian, <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, there's another Australian guy that shows up for some reason, but yeah. Uh, there's Mary Lou, or, mm-hmm. and then there's Cheryl, and. Oh. It's God, you are naming a lot of people that I do not remember, but sure. I remember I believe you. Sybil, there's Sybil. There's Sybil? Sybil's only in for one scene, though. <laughs> she just yeah. kind of rambles. I think th- I feel like Sybil wandered into that scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They just didn't they know just kept going. She, she just very much did, out. yes. Yeah, because yeah, Sybil wanders into the scene with David Columbadine and the priest and is serving them tea and just goes, so how's everybody doing today? And they go, Good, we're discussing the murder. And she goes, oh, ain't that lovely. And then just kind of wanders out and we never see Sybil again. <laughs> That's basically I think she up one more time for like a couple of seconds, but basically, yeah. Oh, did she? Okay. Anyway, I, I, weirdly enough, I didn't pay that much attention. But I've got another three daughters, but they're not all there. Thank you, Sybil. You can go now. It's been a real pleasure meeting you. And I hope when you go to Barstow, you'll look my son up. We're in Barstow. Oh, never do know where I am. Sybil. Look, as I've said, I've seen this movie three times now, so I'm an expert. Yeah, well, I mean, she's not part of the town anyway. She's just in the building where... The priest and Columbo are for some reason. Which may, uh, but may anyway, not be in the town? There, there's a oh. cast of characters which yes. you don't need to give a shit about. Um, is the the point? I guess is what we're getting at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're in the bar. They're introducing Ted to everybody. They have a lot of line dancing, <laughs> drinking, four and or five jokes. worth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the priest in Colombo talking about how the communist Satanists set up visitor attractions, which then everybody died. Uh, and then... Because the... the spirit of the werewolf still lived in the Satanist castle communist yeah. theater attraction. Theater and attraction. And inhabited somebody's soul and then they killed everyone. You know, maybe they shouldn't have medieval times at an actual werewolf castle. I, I mean, like, you know, but... Those silly communists will do all kinds of things. Yeah, but none of that really mattered because communism was just a red werewolf. That's Mm -hmm. true. Red werewolf. Uh, There's also the Inquisition, which attacked another castle in a different Howling movie. 
that they set fire to three times but didn't burn down because it's made of fucking stone. Because it's a castle. You don't burn down castles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They explain all this stuff that happened in a different movie. And then they they cut away because that's too interesting. Let's go back. We're done now. Get some pretty good scenes from that movie, though. Look pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that movie looked great. So, okay, I I admitted that I didn't always pay 100% attention to this film. I tried to, though, and I I would like to ask both of you, at any point, was it explained why this delay David Columbodine knows the priest or believes him about any of this? No. no. Or any reason why he's interviewing him at all? No. I th- okay. Because like he just shows up, he, he sees the murder in the beginning, and then the next scene that he's in is just him talking to this priest, and the priest going, yeah, I've seen this before, it's werewolves. And he goes, oh, wow, huh, interesting. Guess I'm just going to have to investigate this werewolf thing then. There's one thing near the end of the movie where he starts accusing the priest of, like, wanting to believe in werewolves because he had been to X or Y place before. But, like, it was all... The priest didn't tell him that. He just knew. No, yeah, he said, like, oh, well, you're a priest with a guilty conscience. And it's like, wait, but why? How? What? When did this happen? There's a... We'll get to the end of this movie eventually because that's where everything needs to be talked about. Yes. Um, In the meantime... The, back in the town, uh, there's eventually, like, there's another m- murder, like, slash, th- there's, like, we get werewolf vision, and then this guy that was too drunk in the bar that Ted throws out turns up dead, mauled by well, a wild animal. So, that's a little bit of a simplification. <laughs> so, uh, it's Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. except not. He's been fried a little bit, yeah. Way more of a mullet. And... He got into an argument with our main character, who's not our main character, Ted, at the bar, mm-hmm. as Ted was trying to tell him to leave. And he says, as they're leaving, I'm going to tell them who you really are. Which sets up, you know, maybe Ted has a deep past, or an interesting story, or fucking anything, because it's 20 minutes, and what the fuck? <laughs> Give me something. Uh, and then he runs off, and goes back to his house walks outside and a ghost shuts his door <laughs> to lock him out. <laughs> well, werewolf could have done it telekinetically. We, we established that werewolves can fucking body swap, so why not have telekinesis yeah. too? And, and then the werewolf enters catch-up vision and kills Kevin Bacon for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there, there's an altercation, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the important bit. Yep, so... They find the, a bunch of the women of the town, Mary Lou and yeah. you said Cheryl? I think. Yeah. Anyway, some, some of the people in the town find the body out in the desert and do exactly what you do when you find a dead body, which is bury it and never talk about it again. And they agree yeah. to never talk about it again. So then the next scene is her telling all of the other townspeople about how the, she found the dead body out in the desert and they buried it. <laughs> well, so I don't think that's the Kevin Bacon body, though. They found the Kevin Bacon body, um, but but the, the other people found the other person. Ted also got into an argument with nope. at the bar, which is no. The, you're right. You're right. The, yeah. No, the it was the second one. The second guy is the one they buried. Yeah. No, the yeah. first one they just found him, and then they're like, "Oh, that's a dead person." 
Oh, okay. And I guess the, they yeah. did call the cops, but they don't really address that. Well, they, they don't do had anything a, about that one. Okay. They had investigator lady who's from a different <sighs> Howling movie who doesn't do anything in this film, but shows up in one scene to be like, yep, that's a murder. Or, yep, that's a body. I bet it was a cougar. <laughs> or a mountain lion or Mount- whatever. Oh. Yeah. Yep, mountain lion. Although the the subtitles substituted the guy, the victim's name in there for some reason. Yeah, mountain lion. But no, that that first one was the character from the other movie saying that this looked like a wild animal. The second one was when Ted got fucking cocky. Is like I'm gonna do a bar trick and piss this guy off. Yes, and so he gets into another altercation in the bar, and then later on, that guy says that he's gonna get revenge. Shows up like five minutes later, mugging him, putting a knife to his throat. They fight for a little while, then Werewolf Vision comes along, knocks Ted unconscious, and then mauls the shit out of that guy. Yes, and that's the one they they bury, because he was a criminal, and we don't need to report that. (laughs) Saying that they had a fight is kind of giving it a lot of credit. Sure, there is... There is a knife put to his throat, and then they have no idea how to resolve the action, so they immediately go to catch up vision so that you can't see shit, and then it just kind of resolves. Yeah. I said an altercation, not a fight, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> there is no. an altercation. I wouldn't call to... it any action or a fight. Well, you'll have to check the foot, the, the, the recording. I think you said fight. Uh, Whatever. No, I don't know. At this point, we're introduced to the fact that Ted also collects cassettes and also records his own about any crimes that he's done and that he hates everybody in town or something. Town's perfect. Vulnerable. People easily manipulated. I mean, hey, he's been in a previous Howling film, after all. Never bothered me before. He's a werewolf! I don't think he is, but also, I don't know why he's putting that on tape. (laughs) Yeah, he does like just a, for some reason, he decides to record his own voice of like, man, this town's full of yokels that I can pull the wool over and they're all a bunch of idiots and I hate them all and I'm I'm a a sleazeball and I'm going to put this on tape so that somebody can find it later specifically because that's what this movie requires. And, I, and it's setting me up like I'm the werewolf, except that it's the most obvious, pathetic way to do it, so it's obvious that I'm not. <laughs> spoilers? Well, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, it's not really spoilers. <laughs> like, the first time that I saw that, I was like, oh my god, they're trying to pretend that he's the werewolf in the most obvious way that he's not the werewolf. Like, this is pathetic. Like, it's really bad. It was wild, though, because he's, he's sitting there going through all of his tapes, and he goes past his George Jones tapes, which we need to make sure that everybody knows it's a George jones tape um mm-hmm. what's such a big deal about george jones and then he pulls out his salt and pepper push it tape and starts playing it this <laughs> <laughs> is very inappropriate <laughs> ah a line dance push it real good basically yeah yeah, yeah. macarena is kind of a line dance yeah A lot of live music, so, you know, it's a musical. It's fun. Can't wait to see the Broadway version. Yeah, if it were an earlier Howling movie, everybody would have been naked, too. (laughs) Yes. 
any case, so there's the, we're shortening this. This is an hour of the movie. <laughs> this this whole yeah. thing takes place over an hour. There's a bunch of scenes of like the pappy who owns the bar making chili outside, and then oh, dirt chili. The car comes dirt by chili. and it kicks some dirt into the chili. So everyone goes, "Oh, you got some dirt in your chili there, Poppy!" For about ten minutes, and then Yaro <laughs> eats chili because Yaro's a fucking weirdo and then he goes in and he farts and everybody goes ah and they all ran out of the bar because he's stinky and oh oh dirt chill is stinky oh. Yaro's the main character this film yeah, lots of what people say yeah that's why I was asking I'm like is that the same guy I couldn't tell him at first and then well, I was like oh, we got dirt ooh. chili now ew yeah that doesn't yeah I was just gonna. I need a drink. But why? Okay, I was just about to say, well, didn't they just like stick like a piece of old wood that was covered in mud and shit into the chili? Like. Yeah, what? Lots of fun scenes like that in between, as well as shit ton of line dancing and spoon yeah. playing. This is well, basically a musical. I've heard it is described. basically a musical, yeah. yeah. They um well after after we learn about Ted's cassette tape collection, um we cut back to the priest and Columbo, talking about another Howling movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> again a, a different really one awesome than the other one. one. Too. That that, that movie looks awesome. Yeah, this is this is like another murder mystery Howling movie where there's like nine people stuck in a, a castle that are all killing each other, and then at the end there's three of them. Uh, we don't know which of the two is the werewolf, and one character shoots one of them, but she shot the wrong werewolf character. I love that. That was really good. Yeah. I'm like, and then the whole time we're like, shit, this movie looks great. And and immediately Columbo goes, oh, that's too much to process. We should, we should cut away from this shit. Yes. <laughs> In done. that movie, they have, like, all kinds of cool transformations and, like, like people getting stabbed through the heart, yeah. like with hey. rebar and all, like all these huge gore scenes, and this film had werewolf. a this film had a good transformation sequence. What are you talking about? There, there was a transformation. <laughs> there there is eventually, yes. Yeah. Uh, they also show the transformation scene in one of the flashbacks for another Howling movie has a man liquefy himself down yes. to bones and then resurrect as a werewolf. It's fucking amazing. It looks that movie, so cool. That movie looked way better than the movie we're watching. <laughs> like, he melts like a candle with until he's just bones, and then he's like bone man in soup, like, writhing around and then slowly reforms into a werewolf. It's the weirdest, most cool werewolf transformation I've ever seen. It's pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah. As but, I said, this film's doing us a favor. It's giving us all the best parts of the other Howling films. That's it. You know? Yeah, because I'm sure they're all incredible garbage and full of all the same bullshit as this one. It's just that they condensed, like, the five good mo moments in it down to, like, something watchable. But after they were done talking about those other better Howling movies, uh, we cut back to the bar again, uh, and a guy says, Who wants to hear Pappy say? <laughs> Oh. And we all had the exact same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to hear Pappy sing? No. No. Oh god. God damn it. Come on, <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> 
then Pappy drops a spoken word rap album on yeah, everybody. He's, he's dropping fat poetry on these nerds. Stand, stand up, up, stand up, testify, testify. No. Yeah, testify, those who die. Look. <laughs> Wearing a badge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that any of those people properly understood Rage Against the Machine, honestly. No, they didn't. They just like, yeah, (laughs) fuck Uh. you, I won't do what you told. That's all they know. That's the the only part they listen to. Oh, God. Uh, well, I don't know. No, Yaro, Yaro knows what's up. That's why he's so. Oh, Yaro, yeah, yeah, Yaro knows. Yaro is really into Pappy singing. But they, they go back to that. There is also like a couple of scenes interspersed in here where the women in the town that found the dead body that buried it uh, suspect Ted because he's the newcomer in town and he's been acting weird. So they go and break into his uh hotel room and they find his cassette tapes and nothing else incriminating and they're like nope must be him nothing <laughs> incriminating some... he had celine dion in there that shit is super incriminating mm-hmm. i mean i don't know who george jones is but apparently it should be <laughs> embarrassing too, so yeah they, they do a whole bunch of things like that and they're kind of suspecting ted so we get to a point where everybody's like oh it's got to be ted we should call the cops finally and and get ted arrested and then they call the cops and the mall cop and takes Ted and they and they get Ted like abandoned barn to beat the shit out of him, I guess. Well, yeah. He does he does go to a barn to beat the shit out of him and interrogate him, I guess. But before that we have to get the meth song out of the way. Okay, there is the meth fine yeah. sure. Yes, there's the meth song. The, the campfire meth sing along. <laughs> well they do do that. <laughs> Uh, that happens right before it. Cocaine and heroin isn't as good these days. And... Oh, they they also exposition about how werewolves can apparently body snatch. Yes. yes. Oh, and just also remember that they had yeah. one photo of that actress. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So there, there's an actress who they think is the werewolf. She's like a survivor from a different Howling movie or something. Uh-huh. And and they had one portrait shot, which was the one that they got from their. Uh, you know, agency (laughs) when they, when they hired her yep, and they put it in the newspaper and every character has this shot in their pocket (laughs) just in case they need to talk about that character. Have you seen this woman? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, there's, there's a few things like that going on here. The other thing, if we're just going to talk about random scenes, I should (laughs) also point out Really quickly, there's yeah. over there guy, which was over, over there guy. guy. You can't forget over the, there guy. The, the one woman goes like, "I need to find Ted. Where's Ted?" And he goes over there. And she goes, "Oh, okay," and starts walking away. And it shows her walking away in real time for like yes. thirty seconds, and then it cuts to Ted walking up to the same motorcycle guy, and he goes, "So where did Mary Lou go?" And he goes, "Oh, she's over there." And so he's like, oh, okay. And it shows her walking away, still in real time. She's only made it like 50 yeah. feet away or something. Yeah. And he starts walking after her, and they show the whole time of him walking over to her. It's just just over there, guy. You gotta have a little bit of over there, guy. Uh... Another important thing to note really quickly is that you were saying, like, she's apparently a survivor from a previous uh, movie that was the one where there was the three people in the castle and she shot the wrong one. And then yes. after that, she dropped off the grid and it's like, oh, she was never seen again. So she's probably a werewolf now. 
Ted also has the same backstory. Yes. He was a survivor of a different massacre in a different castle and was found outside in the snow. <laughs> but he had which, no idea what happened, apparently. And, he, and they go, everyone else was murdered there, which was just fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> so I loved it. It was fine by me. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm, I'm glad they all died. I hated them. I'm glad they all died. I hated them. I would have killed them myself. Uh, Thanks, Ted. God. I, I want to also point out, I don't remember which character this was. Was it maybe Mary Lou that did this? There was one five-second scene where it shows somebody walk into David Columbadine's office, one of the women, mm-hmm. and she goes, and he goes, she just comes into his office doesn't say a word, and he goes, what do werewolves have to do with you? And she looks at him and she goes, they tried to kill me. And then it cuts away. I think that was Marie. Yeah, it was Marie. Was it? Yeah. Marie, okay. she, She's the one who was mind-controlled by werewolves. Duh. Yes, okay, right. Sure. So yes, werewolves now with the ability to body swap, mind control, and presumably telekinesis to close that door. Werewolves, they get a lot of powers we don't know about. True. That scene is lit. She just walks in. He asks her that question. She says they tried to kill me, and then they cut away with no context. Yeah, but the um the cop who was in, interrogating Ted. Let's get let's go back like six minutes. Oh yeah. Uh, he uh okay. So he's beating him up. Ted tells him he's a fucking prick and he's gonna stick his nightstick up his ass till he gets a nosebleed, which is supposed to be cool, but it isn't. Uh, and no. then at that point, Ted somehow gains mystical powers and gets up and then punches the cop and <laughs> knocks him out. And then Ted just fucking leaves. And that scene's over for a second. It's just dumb. They never address that up until like a couple minutes later where they're like, oh yeah, shit, we need to figure this out. Yeah, and they just show the cop dead. They show that the cop's been mauled. Oh no, well, I guess yeah, somebody it- got him. Yeah, and it's a it's implying Ted did it, but we clearly know Ted left. He fucking yes. left. Yep, and yeah, also there's no reason there's no reason for them to not show Ted trans. Like this is there's 20 minutes left in the film. Like yeah. at this point, they should if they they should just show Ted transform and kill them if Ted's the werewolf. So not doing that makes it very obviously that Ted's not the werewolf. <laughs> yeah, and then they immediately after that also confirm Ted is not the werewolf by having him under house arrest and then having the werewolf kill Marie while he's under house arrest. That's true. It's true. Which none of the characters question in the slightest. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. So they put Ted under house arrest. They, I mean, that that's one of the weirdest things too. They just give all of the people there silver bullet guns and told them to stand outside of the hotel. This is, I think, when the priest and the cop first show up in the town, right? Yeah, like they're correct. they're finally introduced to the other characters. Yeah, yeah. They just show up and they go, "This man's under house arrest," and everybody goes, "Okay." <laughs> Stick him in the hotel room, and they interrogate him for a minute, and they say, "Like, oh well, why were you here?" And he goes, "Well, I was doing an expose on the people because." This is a town full of America's most wanted, and so and they're all yokels, so somebody was paying me to do an expose on them. And that's really why I've been suspicious. Um, which also, by the way, his confession tape about how they're all a bunch of idiots randomly got picked up by somebody else and played instead of his George Jones tape, so everybody knows that he's an well, asshole. Right okay, after the so- meth song, I should note. That's yes. true. But if you're combing through a stack of cassettes, you see George Jones, Salt and Peppa, Celine Dion, you're going to pick the blank tape. 
all the rest That's of those. Are, yeah. Every, every time. Yeah, blank well, tape. Okay, hold up though. You know that that blank tape's just gonna be a mixtape of Celine Dion. It's a, it's, a, it's the fucking nineties. Of course, it's a mixtape. It starts off with CNC Music Factory and then goes into I hate this town. All these people need to die. They're fucking miserable. <laughs> like mm. that's how 90s mixtapes were you made them for your love and you gave it to them yeah, yeah. so the town's okay with him being arrested and they kind of stand yeah. outside watch of his door and then we have plot <laughs> i don't know, I yes. don't know the, the rest of the movie is plot so, yes yeah I, I put down the note that the final act is just what what what? It was what? a lot of us screaming what like, over so, and over and over. Because the, the priest and Columbo are talking to each other and explaining the plot that didn't happen in the movie so that you know what the plot is. Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of flashbacks to things we've never seen before. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's not even just that they're explaining things that didn't happen they in the show movie. It, yeah. They're showing things that didn't happen in the movie. They're yes! showing all of these scenes, and none of them were in the movie before now. Why weren't they in the movie before now? They're so important to what's supposed yeah. to be happening. So, so Apparently Yarrow died off screen, but then yeah, on what? screen. What the fuck? Wait, fuck you! Like, okay, so, like, yeah... Okay, one second. I need a moment. So <laughs> that's fair. Take your time. They're talking to each other. Before we left, Ted was on house arrest in his uh, uh, motel room. Yes. Right. Okay. The next scene is them talking to each other, explaining the werewolves, explaining everything that happened, explaining why the characters were in previous incidents, uh, and then they say, "Oh yeah," and Ted escaped, and then they cut to Ted escaping. <laughs> and then yes. Oh, oh, and also Yarrow died. Oh no, Yarrow's dead. <laughs> yeah. There's no, not, we don't see anything. They're just like, oh yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, Are they, they show him like walking out of his motel room, having like with one of the guards unconscious on the ground and like shattered like pot around them, and he's like sneaking out, and they're like, oh yeah, remember when he broke out of his motel room, and then like. It's like a family no, guy. You didn't show that. What the fuck are you talking it, about? It's like a family guy skit. It's fucking bullshit. But and this is where we find out like they they go they had like the whole interrogation scene with Ted earlier about him doing the exposé and stuff and then the the priest is like, "Well, see, it's obviously Ted. He confessed. See, he was in that castle in Hungary and one of the only survivors." And they cut back to the interrogation scene, but now they're asking him all these questions about like, "Why were you the only one that survived?" in Hungary don't you believe in werewolves and it's what like what happened to him? At, at, at the end of a murder mystery movie or a Columbo episode or something they show the the interrogator the detective going over everything that happened and all the little bits and scenes that you were supposed to see they gave you clues but they didn't do the clues they just put them in that scene <laughs> it's yes. bullshit <sighs> mystery going so the uh, the priest is going like, well, like it's very, very obviously Ted. Ted's confessed, which Ted certainly did not confess, um, and all these different things. And uh -huh. the Columbo guy is like, hmm, see, but I'm I'm smarter than you, and I also have prior knowledge about scenes that no one else has seen. So right? that means that Ted's not the killer, and I'll explain why. And then we get find out that. Um, Marie was Ted's supposed contract to do the expose. She was a different Catherine. Was I it? think Catherine yeah. Doyle. I think 
Someone, yeah, Catherine, that's what it was, Catherine Little. So it's like, oh, the, the person that Ted was contacted to do this expose on was Catherine Little. Well, but that was actually Marie being mind-controlled by the werewolf. And yeah, I know yeah, this yeah. because werewolf exists and mind-control exists, and you don't need to, don't worry about anything else. It's all just fine. <laughs> and the priest's like, oh, yeah, okay, hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. He's like, and that's why they had to kill Marie. And then they show Marie dying, and you're like, wait, when did Marie die? I when guess did Marie no, die? No, Marie uh, died, I suppose. And, and the reason that Kevin Bacon said, I'll tell the town who you really are, is because he gave him $20,000 in a suitcase for some job, and it had nothing to do with anything. Yep, it was completely unrelated. Yeah. God damn it. Which, we didn't see any of this stuff. Like, none of this was in the movie. And then, also... After that, um, we have all this explanation, and he's like, no, I think that, I don't know, I, I I think Ted's still guilty, and he's like, we just need to shoot him now before the, you know, no jail cell will hold him once the full moon comes and he becomes engorged as a werewolf. <laughs> once the full moon fully engorges the werewolf in him, then they, they use that a lot, and I, I just have to point it out. <laughs> why, why do you keep talking about Ted becoming extremely engorged? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he goes, right, listen, all right, fine. I'll I'll do the rest of my investigating. You can be the one to watch Ted. And he gives the priest the gun, dismisses all the other guards, has him stand outside of the hotel room, and he goes off to do more detectivizing, we guess. And then the rest of the movie happens. I, I guess. There's the rest of the movie. There's not much I, left at that point, but... Uh, no, I was, I was going to let somebody else... I was trying to give it to somebody else because I didn't want to explain everything. Okay, that's fair, fair. I, I, can, I can jump in here. <clears throat> so, we've left the priest in front of the room. Uh, and... They, they, he goes in, like, it, it's that he goes in and finds he's not there, right? If I recall correctly? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, what's going on? And then... What's her name she comes up? It was Mary Lou, right? Although she's going under a different name. We know that she's Mary Lou later. Spoilers. Yeah, I think yeah. she's going by Cheryl. I do I do want to say the priest was knocked unconscious, though, and then oh, finally yeah. Ted's not Yeah, movie. correct. Because, of course, everybody just is, for some reason, Ted is able to constantly walk out of his room with these armed guards, knock them unconscious, and just disappear whenever the he feels like it was, I guess. it was it ted that knocked out the priest i don't remember well, well no it's a well we'll get into that that none of that happened remember so but he's supposedly knocked out and oh uh, yeah right. sorry mary mary lou shows up and ted ted's on the like uh, sorry the priest is on the ground and then he's like oh i don't, I don't know i don't think he's in there he, I, he knocked me unconscious and overpowered me okay that's what it was mm-hmm Fair enough. Sorry, it was a little confusing at the end, so the details get mixed up. Anyway, <laughs> a little bit. Just a little, just a little bit, bit, yeah. Uh, so she goes into the room and says, you can come out now, because she magically knows that he is hiding in the attic. Uh, yes. For well, the camera panned there. So Which motels have. There. Motels all have attics. Yeah, it's more of a crawl space, really, but yeah. He's a crawl space cowboy, but yeah. The camera all in the attic. So that's how she knows, I guess. And so they leave together because she's like, come with me. I'll keep you safe because she's, you know, not the werewolf, clearly. Mm -hmm. Obviously, no. No, mm -hmm. no, obviously not. And she she takes the gun, I believe. Or does she have her own? Either way, she, she has, has a gun. gun. Yeah. With silver bullets. Oh, no, no. She yeah. had to have taken it. That's right. Yeah. Because of what happens in a moment. Uh, so they get in the car and drive off and she takes him to presumably her house. But apparently she lost her own keys. So they have to break the window to get in. I I'm not sure if that was just. 
if that's to establish that's not her house or what, but either way, they do. No, they explain that, actually. Um, when she's then confessing to him right afterwards, she goes, ah, I'm going to say that you had to break into my house and kill oh, me. Oh, yeah. 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 So she I was going to disappear and have her house look like it was broken into so that Ted set up for the her murder, too. Okay, yeah, that's right. So yep. then she does the thing where she sits there and explains her plot, kind of, as best yeah. she can. And, and Ted says, you're the werewolf? <laughs> like that. That's how he is. <laughs> you're a warwolf? You're the werewolf. And then she's like, you don't ever need to worry about that now. Blam, blam, blam! Blam, blam. And, and then I went in blasting. Yeah, but like it turns into an FMV game where he's like clicking on a, a prompt and it asks the question and then it cuts to her responding like four times. <laughs> it really does feel like an FMV game with the way that they shot it. But yeah. she and the quality. It's the gun at him and start They do a weird thing where they show the clock behind her and it's like three o'clock and she's sitting there and she explains the whole thing to him during that time. Uh-huh. And then they cut and they show that it's now like nine o'clock and she's like well time to kill you and i'm like what were they doing for like six Six hours (laughs) yeah so uh, anyways uh, she blam blams and ted sits there and goes "Uh uh-huh blanks baby and they're like we set you up and the because columbo walks out and david columbadine the actual protagonist yeah yes and he's like, yeah, we. I figured it was you, but I didn't have proof until we we set you up and pretended that the priest was knocked out, and uh, I would see who would rescue Ted so that I knew that they would set him up as being the werewolf and they'd disappear and, and kill Ted and make it all, you know, hunky-dory or whatever, like uh-huh. cover the whole tracks. And then she's like, oh, do you think that your little little gun will, will shoot me? And he... Turns into a werewolf in the window, well, yeah, I cause guess. because she, she opens up her window, because they were waiting for the full moon. Yeah. So the reason she needed to wait till 9 o'clock is that there was a full moon, and there was, you know, plausible cause that Ted was turning into a werewolf to kill him. So, so she starts turning into a werewolf, which normally would have a transformation scene, but... In this case, hey, Clive, Turner, Cl- Clive Turner learned that there's a tween function <laughs> <laughs> that exists on the computer. And you can just tween two images and it looks perfect. You don't need to do anything else. <laughs> so, so there's these other transformation scenes they've shown from other Howling movies in this movie. <laughs> and instead they went with the tween. Yeah, you got to make a choice there, really. Either, like, do your own transformation or use the previous film's transformations. Don't mix and match. Especially not with the melting one. The melting, you can't have the melting scene and the tweening scene in one film. No. It's really bad when they have comparisons from the past movies where there's actual, like, gore and special effects and stuff. And then this movie happens and you're like... Who you did not need to call back to those movies in this one. No, <laughs> it's not a it's not a good comparison. They, but, I mean, he's learned about tweening. He also learned about how to do digital zooms and stuff. That's true. There's a lot of scenes of um, where it will be a still image, and to give the idea that they're zooming in, it will just keep cropping the still image closer and closer for like four or five still images. It's pretty it's true. He does love that one too. But she she. I'm doing big air quotes. Transforms. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and then jumps out a window into literally the entire fucking town with guns and pitchforks blasting her. 
It's a, but it's a yeah. Cassidy and Sundance kid ending where we don't actually see it. We just hear yeah. the gunshots as it goes to the moon. So maybe the werewolf got away. We don't know. But they had to, no, they did the blasting scene and then they hard cut to music in the credits. <laughs> Whoa. Also, I love a little shit. <laughs> they just walk yeah. away. They not have a... What? Why is the whole town here? Because they all set her up. They knew. What the fuck? <laughs> ah, it's Oblivion Army ending. Oh, Yay! line dancing! Yay! Fuck yeah. line dance ending. Perfect. What the fuck? <laughs> you can't do that. They just did. <laughs> to yeah, back to Pappy's bar and the band playing with the lady and her spoons in the crowd and Pappy kind of dancing on the side. And then Ted goes up and does his solo rap album, <laughs> drops some hot lyrics on everybody there, and that's that's credits. That's that's the movie. Basically, it, took, it put all the plot into ten minutes, and then once it took that plot, it's like we're done. We're out of here. Bye. This is one of the weirdest movies to like recommend to people because we said at the beginning there was a review that was like. This movie's boring as shit, but I guess I'd recommend it to people that like bad movies. And I'm like, why would some asshole recommend this? <laughs> if you're saying that it's boring, why on earth would you recommend it to people that like bad movies? Because people that like bad movies don't like boring bad movies. We like weird, wild shit. But having watched it, I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. It, yeah. Well, and I would say, just watch the last ten minutes. But then you don't get the, like, what the fuckery of the fact that, like, the whole plot of the movie and everything just gets so turned on its head and in the most asinine, wild ways with no setup and no reasoning and, like, no chronology even. Because when they show him escaping from his jail cell, I'm like, wait, are they describing what's going to happen in the future is or is this in the past like do i need a flow chart to figure out this fucking ending like none of it makes chronological sense it just it's unhinged from time out of nowhere and it it just it happens it's like how you know how lake mungo spends the whole film building up to like the last part it's, that's kind of like what this film's doing the whole film is building up you lake mungo is so goddamn good you take it out of your mouth in this movie in the same sentence this movie is exactly like lake mungo and that can go on the back of the box I, my friends both of you just i'm gonna take i'm gonna take this nightstick and ram it up your ass until you get a nose <laughs> oh my god God, this Let's movie. talk about the dogs in the movie. There are yeah, dogs in this there's movie. There's nine of them. There's so many dogs. There's nine? There's the nine dogs. Six? No, there's nine. Where were the uh, last three? The werewolves. Don't worry about it. We'll get to it. It's the werewolves. <laughs> Alright, so there's... Oh, okay, if you count the werewolf... Yeah, okay, that's nine. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there's, the there's small dog jumping up at the table because it wants food. It was the li okay, the little Shih Tzu yeah. is the best dog. Okay, I'm, I'm dog looking at this dog right away. Cute. That dog tried so hard to jump up onto the bench and failed three different times. It's a good puppo. I hope that it eventually reaches that bench. 12 yep. out of 10. 
I would also say 12 out of 10. I'd agree. Yeah, there's a there's dog that inexplicably walks by and seen when Ted is leaving somewhere. <laughs> that dog is, is dog that I didn't see. So <laughs> that dog is good. It's just yeah, a background right. actor. It did it. It did its best. I'd say maybe a ten out of ten. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfectly average. Uh, ten out of ten. There's other dogs sitting outside while Ted leaves the motel, which looks very attentive and is a very good guard dog and would be very happy to bark and accept pets. So I would give that dog like an eleven out of ten. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's three dogs at the garbage Which are looking for delicious garbage food While uh, Who was it? Mary Lou I think think a couple of the women were there Some of them them were just hanging around at the garbage Before they get a piece of bloody clothing That Ted had that was actually paint and not blood Which had nothing to do with the plot But it was, anyway Um, Those dogs Really wanted that garbage And they were so so excited to see people and i don't think those dogs were brought on set i think those were just dogs that were in the neighborhood and they just kept rolling i mean that's those... the actors in the film yeah i feel i was gonna say i feel like those dogs were much better than most of the background actors in this film and they yeah. did more to advance the plot than most of the background actors in this film because they actually made ted look somewhat suspicious so true. I, i'm gonna you know give them an oscar for that they're they're the best actors here yeah they're very good very good uh, there's Werewolf from the first Howling movie that we were introduced to, which uh, went into the church that got set on fire with their coven. Uh, no, the um, first one I saw was the one that just looked like it was wearing like a shag carpet walking through a dark hallway. Yes, oh, yeah, it was like backlit and it was like a silhouette. It looked fucking cool as shit. It looked amazing. Like, yeah. terrible, but amazing. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's werewolf that melted during transformation. That werewolf fucking rules. That was awesome. That's like that easily is... a thirteen out of ten dog right there. Hands down, I need to see that movie yeah. because that is hands down the best transformation scene I have mm-hmm. ever seen in a movie. It's certainly the most unique I've ever seen. It's interesting. Like, it is. It is yeah. so wild, and it goes so far, and it makes so little sense. But boy, did they—they they sure put a lot of effort into it, and I—I I really appreciated that. That one was stunning to me. What they did with it—that's the one werewolf that made yeah. me sad that I was forcing you to watch this Howling instead of that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, because that looked like I—I I actually do need to see the rest of the context for that because. I don't know what werewolves make you melt into a puddle of goo and bones and then reform, but I need to see it because holy shit. Uh, And then there's this movie's werewolf, which uh, has flash animation quality (laughs) from Newgrounds. Yeah, I would give give that one a firm, uh, like, 21 out of 10 because it's a tween. Uh, I would give it the uh, Newgrounds rating of like a 2 out of 10. Well, uh, laugh at me. Laugh the at me. Act- <laughs> the actual costume yeah. is clearly like, you know, just a, a rubber costume. Yes, for sure. It Honestly, is it just a... Yeah, oh, I guess they do have her move eventually. I was like, I yeah. thought it was... That, that one's just a still image. Like, they could have just had a photograph from another movie. But then I'm like, oh, great. Yeah, they do. Like, they have her burst through the wall and get shot if right. they put a little bit more effort into their animation they could have made an animutation and it would have been yeah. great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they could have got neil cicerego to do the you know score and mm, but didn't happen a lot of things didn't happen yeah this movie happened it sure we did. saw it we fucking pet, saw it my pet counter has been 
like suspiciously empty for about four movies now, and I'm getting real disappointed. So True. we're gonna need to find one where the dog gets some good old pets. Yeah. This movie did have a kill counter though. Five deaths, two off screen, but we're on screen. I guess. None <laughs> of the deaths were really on screen. Yeah. No. None of them were really yeah. on screen. Cause the the cop, like, he just kind of screams, uh, Mary. Marie, like, Marie. yeah, yeah, Marie. Well, there's Mary and there's Marie, which, oh god, like they, <laughs> what a stupid fucking idea. Anyways, Marie is the one that was mind controlled, and they just yeah. have her show up as dead. They don't show her death. Oh, she Same screams. With Yarrow. Yeah, she screams. Yarrow doesn't even scream. Yarrow's just being held in someone's arms, um, as you should be. Yarrow deserves is there anybody that dies, like on. Green. Oh yeah, like not the, the visit vision. The well, no, not like because no. the first guy you see his hand like going ah, but it is in the yeah, world. Oh, right. it's in the vision. Yeah. yeah, it was in ketchup vision, and like they they show him fall to the ground, and they just cut to his hand on the ground, and it twitches for a second slightly. Yeah. Well, as we were doing this entire recording, I started a uh, pot of chili outside, so I'm gonna go check on it real quick. Make sure there's no dirt yeah. in it. You can't, can't get some dirt in your chili, otherwise you'll get real stinky. We're gonna add the dirt. You need the There's dirt. There's fucking dirt in my chili. <laughs> what the fuck? God damn it! God hey, damn it. hey, boy, can anyone tell you you got dirt in your chili? There's dirt in that chili. <laughs> that old thing like George Jones.